and welcome back to another episode of the Hero Ball Podcast. My name is Richard Davis, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Elkin Beltry. Yes, now, sir. Elkin, we are doing the over-under for the for the re- NBA regular season. This is our over-under podcast. Ethan is unable to make it. This is one of the first times. There are a few pods that Ethan doesn't make it to, and sadly, right. he's not making it to this one. Now, we do have his picks because, uh, you know, basically we just want to get it out there for, for our predictions, what we think are going to happen uh, this season. And uh, if we look back at how we did last year, I think the, the majority of us, we, we were, you know, with perhaps a little bit of our group think we were about 500, <laughs> give or take, right? Um, yeah. Here's where we went a little bit wrong last uh, last time. Last time we went wrong up at the top. Up at the top of each division, six out of the top seven teams, Elkin, went under, and we were, of course, loving mo- most of them. And so it was only Toronto that was able to actually go over. And if you look at like six of the seven bottom teams, only two of them went went over, and that was the Sacramento Kings and the Atlanta Hawks, and um, you know both of which were projected to be the worst team in their uh, in their in their in their conference, rather. So. Yeah, we'll see how th- we'll see if that trend continues. Uh, it might um, it might affect some of us. It might not. I, I mean, for me, I know I've, I'm I I see a lot of green near the top of the Google Doc for for me, and so perhaps perhaps there's a little bit of that going on. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and start with the West, Elkin. Out west, the Houston Rockets are the team with the highest over under fifty four and a half wins. Um, you kind of go against the grain from Elkin and myself. You go under. Why do you go under? So I was looking at – let me see the changes the Rockets have done. I know you and Ethan have chosen the over. And I thought to myself, all right, Rockets, uh, talent in the West, besides the top heavy Warriors, it's kind of – I mean, the Warriors have been the only ones that spread out. But I was looking at – I know the Rockets got Westbrook. Yeah, I know we can look at it as perhaps it's an upgrade over Chris Paul, but I just have my doubts right now, Richard. I'm looking at their depth chart. I mean, right out of the projected to have a Capella, Tucker, Gordon, Harden, and Westbrook starting lineup. And I'm thinking, who's That's coming in after win. that? Yeah, and who's coming in after that? Who's mm-hmm. coming in after those guys? I mean, you have, obviously, you have, you got a Tyson Chandler signing. Yane is still there. You got, I believe, Thabo's on there. You have those Austin Rivers, but and we know Gerald Green is out for an extended amount of time now. Right, right now I'm having trouble looking at what's going to happen with a death issue and Russell Westbrook and James Harden. They haven't played with each other since 2012, so I'm looking at that kind of getting the chemistry ready. But I'm keeping deep in the back of my mind. I do remember that James Harden at one point. I believe it was a stretch from like what December to late January, February. He took a, a roster. Stretch. He took a roster, I would say, worse than what he has now, and he, they played amazing ball. Yes. So the way that I look at it is, and perhaps Ethan does too. Ethan has basically has this was one of his locks here. Um, mm-hmm. He thinks he feels really strongly about this over, and perhaps that's perhaps that's just the ability of you're going to have one of these two guys on the floor at all times. They're going to stagger these minutes. A whole lot. And so you're going to be able to see that James Harden uh, who can just try to take it over. You're going to be able to see Russell Westbrook. I don't think you're going to have these issues 
during the regular season as much because you can probably get away with that as teams have you know don't have a, a tight hook on, on on their on their lineups right they're gonna let yeah you're gonna go nine guys deep because the regular season is um you know it's a marathon and so you're going to be able to get either Harden or Russell Westbrook against you know against some bench units which can which I would imagine would lead to some good stuff so that's really where I think we we differ they don't have much depth but uh yep Ethan and I have the over Ethan's got it as a lock you go under here and you know what based off of how last year went up at the top <laughs> it's probably probably the move probably the move I don't worry. I literally literally went the opposite way on the top then. You see all me going down. I I got a lot of greens. But go ahead. Next. That's true. Next, though, we got the Jazz. What do they got the over under? You got the Jazz. Ooh, 53.5 over under. Now, I see you and me agree on this one with the the over. Ethan does not. Now, Mm -hmm. this may stem from the fact that maybe they don't really have a four that you really trust. I know he loves Derek Favors. This might be a man. The West is is pretty good. They don't have a Derek Favors replacement. You look at the at some of the teams at the top, like you look at the Lakers, you look at the Nuggets. You, you maybe don't necessarily have a four to match up with some of those with some of those teams, and so perhaps that's his, that's his idea. For me, it's man, you got Mike Conley, and that Mike Conley addition I think is going to be huge. I think he was really underrated, and why mm-hmm. the Memphis Grizzlies were even able to get to thirty three wins last year. And so yeah. I think if you've got a generally healthy team and if Rudy Gobert can stay healthy, because that, that's the thing. They don't really have that's anyone behind thing. Rudy Gobert. And this could be a Rudy Gobert injury thing for Ethan. But for me, I just look at Mike Conley and say, man, this 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 is one of the better setups that, that they've had in a while at, at the guards. And, of course, for me, I mean, seeing a former pacer on there, Bojo Bogdanovic, I think that's a solid addition for them. I saw mm-hmm. what he can do out there. He was a strong three-point shooter, our best three-point shooter. And defensively, he wasn't too much of a liability. That's one of the things some guys are like, they may be a good three-point shooter. It's hard to find those three and D guys. But I like that signing. I am interested to see who are they going to start, Bojan or Joe Ingles. I prefer Joe Ingles to start, but they well, might want the Bojan. Go ahead. Who's starting at the four? Because we're talking about guys at the three. Are mm-hmm. they both going to start? Because I don't, know. I, don't, I don't know who else they're going to play at the four. They have no one because I think they have Ed Davis, but he's backup center. Uh, Jeff Green, no way. And right now they have the on the dev chart, ESPN dev chart, they have Royce O'Neal at the three and Boyan at the four. And I'm like, Boyan didn't Royce really play much. Bench, probably. Yeah. And Boyan played more three in Indiana like Thaddeus Young. He played a four. While, while Boyan was here. And Boyan excelled being at that three position while Thaddeus was more suited. And that's why... I, I can see Joe Ingles be if they have one of those guys at the four. I can see Joe Ingles being a better fit at the four than Bojan. See again, I just we're gonna have a lot of these teams, teams mm-hmm. that are going that are going big and teams that are going really small. And we're really gonna blame the Knicks for this because they have all the power forwards. So if if a team doesn't have a power forward like the Jazz, we're blaming the Knicks. And so all right. that that that's what we're doing here. Let's go to the Clippers. Fair enough. Uh, mm-hmm. Los Angeles Clippers fifty three wins for the over under, tied with the Nuggets just below. Now. Elkin, you've gone over. Yes, Ethan sir. and I have gone under. How come? I just have confidence in what they could bring together. I know, I know that Paul George is going to be out for a little bit in the beginning, but I like how when you bring in a guy like Kawhi Leonard, you keep a lot of the same pieces that you have while adding fewer pieces around this Clippers team. 
I see this team having a good start with Kawhi. That's what I see, especially defensively. They're going to be strong. I see them having a good start. And then when Paul George comes in, they can ease in Paul George into what they're doing. And that's why. But I'm concerned about what do you feel like are your concerns with this Clippers team? No, I mean, for, here, here's what I think Ethan and, my, and I stand. We're probably concerned with the Paul George injury to begin the season. We probably think, I think that it might last a little bit longer than we imagine. I don't think he's ready uh, day one. And I also think that if there is a team, because they only have these guys, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, for, for two years under contract, this is going to be a team where you had better treat them treat them right. You had better build in these um, these load management days. And so Correct. I just see this team as being like I think that they should be the title favorite while not being necessarily a regular season, uh, not thinking too highly of them in the regular season. So that's my approach to them. I don't get me wrong. I think that they are the best team if healthy. Uh, I just. I'm, I just don't know if they're really going to be that concerned with it in the regular season more so than just getting to the playoffs fully healthy. Yeah, and and that could be another thing where the goal, like you said, the goal is at the end of the day, you got two years, you got to at least walk away with one championship. With I mean, I feel like if you're the Clippers, trading away that much, I mean, gave up a valuable asset, gave up draft picks, I think you have to come up with some type of result. And we could also see, like, like we've all been thinking about, the Kawhi load management. But like you said, I, you could be right on that end. They're saving everyone for the postseason, but I'm still sticking with the over because I really like the pieces around this team. That's what I'm going with. I'm done with the Clippers. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Let's, go to, let's go to the Nuggets. Nuggets uh, were 54 and 28 last year. They are 53 mm-hmm. over under, and we all hit the over. Ethan is oh, yeah. very confident. He has, he has this as a lock for, for himself. Um, I think that we just like the continuity and the uh, added Jeremy Grant piece. Definitely. And Michael Porter Jr. coming in. There's really no losses uh, from this team that really that, that matter at all. I see this as a incredibly deep regular season team. It's always difficult to go to Denver. And um, I, I think that they can also do some stuff in the postseason too. But uh, regular season, I don't see why this team – isn't up there in the top two seats. I, I don't. Yeah, and that's why I, I went on the over because similar reasons. Some of those pickups, he got guys coming back from injury. And looking at, you look at their starting lineup, I think they're one of the few teams that have the same, running back the same starting lineup that they use in a lot of games last year, and they have a lot of continuity with each other. And that's going to really, for me, that's going to help them out as they get started. And I think we all know about the pieces that they have. I'm clicking. I'm going on the over, and I wouldn't be surprised if they make a charge for a first seed. I'm going to say that right now. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised oh, if yeah, that yeah. happens. I think, I yeah, I think so as well. Mm-hmm. They had the opportunity last year, and then, you know, they, they did what they did. The Lakers, yep. 50 wins, over-under. Obviously, they brought in Anthony Davis, completely new team, and uh, we all hit the over. And for us, I mean, I, I'm assuming that this is a, hey, if LeBron James and Anthony Davis stay healthy – and you just throw people around them that can shoot the basketball and perhaps defend a little bit, this is going to be at least a 50-win team. Don't care if it's yeah. an unloaded West. Don't care. It's just, it is what it is. Is that kind of how we feel? Yeah, kind of how I feel. I mean, I don't like some of the pieces around them. But at the same time, though, when you have talent like that, you're going to eventually be able to win a lot. I think kind of how I saw with the Miami Heat, when LeBron went on there, you didn't like the pieces at first, but... When you have the talent, it really doesn't matter. And I think you and I both saw, I'm sure we've both seen that 
preseason. It's just preseason, but we kind of see how LeBron and Anthony Davis worked in preseason. That's pretty much going to say, like, hey, things to come. And, of course, we know league has been put on notice at the Lakers themselves proclaim. Yep. Pick and rolls, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are going to be difficult. Let's go to the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors, something to note, they have a top one through 20 first round, uh, protected first round pick. And so if they end up as one of the last few teams in the playoffs, they'll probably be able to hold on uh, to that. Um, let's let's see. You and Ethan both hit the over. Explain that, then I'll, then I'll explain the under. All right. Obviously, we have the loss of Kevin Durant. Most likely, one, Clay Thompson. If I'm the Warriors, I'm probably not bringing back Clay Thompson this year. I'm being honest with you. But the talent that I have that I'm thinking about, I know you have a Steph Curry, Draymond Green, D'Angelo Russell, and pieces around them. I think this team, based on just even Steph Curry, if he can get any glimpse of what he had MVP season before KD came there, I think this team could easily get to that over-under. I want to say easily get. Get to that over-under. I will tell you this, though. Steph Curry is going to have to probably play more games than he's played the last few seasons. And, of course... Defense is going to be completely locked and loaded on him. And I think it'll be interesting to see. And for me, this over really depends on how D'Angelo Russell fits alongside Steph Curry as well. That's one of the big things I'm wanting to see. I agree. And for me, 47, I think it's a 47 wins for uh, for the over under. I think it's a good, like good job uh, for that, for that number. I think it's a good one. Um, I'm just hitting the under because like, first of all, I do think Clay actually could come back um, this all season right. because I think like, yeah, you come back from ACL and it is what it is. You know, March is the timeline. But if if they're fighting for it, you're telling me Clay Thompson isn't going to want to, like, go out there and fight his way out there to play. I know that the the difficulties that they're going to have with, you know, all of the drama with their, with their medical staff, with Kevin Durant and all that stuff. But I, I think he still might come back to play. But I just am unsure, like, if they suffer any injury to Steph Curry, who's, who's not put together a full – a full season in a, in a while. If, if they be like, they don't have the people to keep them afloat. They could get rough. And so I have them as an under, I still think they're making the playoffs. Uh, but that's really just a play for if they suffer an injury to anyone at all, who's important Draymond for a few games, uh, you know, Russell for a few games, you know, uh, Steph, like that's, that's difficult to overcome. And so I'm going under, I don't, don't feel great about it. I could see the over. It's just that that's kind of where I'm, where I'm going, where I feel. Let's go to Portland now. All right. Portland, 45 and a half wins. Man, it seems as though each year they just go, they, they you know, Portland does something, uh, shows that they're a good team, um, but then something happens. They get swept in the first round last year or they get just destroyed by uh, Kevin Durantless. Golden State Warriors in the, in the in the finals, sorry, Eastern, sorry, Western Conference finals. And I don't know, for me, I'm hitting the over. I'm a, I'm with Ethan on this. Now, Ethan is a homer because uh, it's literally where his home is. But I'm going over uh, really strongly. This is one of my locks because I just – this is a team where I see the continuity. Yes, they're bringing Hassan Whiteside, but I don't – I don't. they they have continuity with, with their main guys. There's not a whole lot of uh, stuff, you know, issues that they have to iron out. Um, I think Hassan Whiteside can be a good stopgap. They just have questions at the four, which they had last year too. So I, I'm very okay with this. Um, I, I like this team. I think that they're going to go over 45 and a half wins. I think there's going to be a lot of teams near this 48. There could be a lot of teams near this uh, uh, 48 to 50 win 
range um, mm-hmm. like we do see a, a jumble up uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, so that that's where I am. You go under. What's your yeah. thought process? There? I mean, I know, I know there's that concerns like you brought up Hassan Whiteside. I'm just interested in how he works with this team. I've always had concerns with him because I need for Miami, kind of seeing him, chemistry issues, how he actually works with the team. I know he's taking Nurkic's spot for now. And um, I don't know. Does Nurkic have a chance of coming back this season or he's completely out? He does have a chance to come back. It's it's something where it's because of the, it's a fracture. It's really mm-hmm. just a bone healing. And but he he's also has you got to get your legs in shape. And so it's not like he destroyed some ligaments or anything like that. It's not like he destroyed his knee. It was a you know, it it was ugly. But yeah, I think he I think he can come back from it this year. Um, if there are no complications. And I'm guessing, I'm guessing for me, my also concern is like, is Zach Collins, I would have rather have him play a five, but I don't know if he's ready for the five than a four. And that's the issue that I have here. Kind of like that four area, but yeah. who do they put? They can't just put a Rodney Hood up there at the four. I mean, yeah, he's a bigger. They could. Guy, but... Again, this is a mm-hmm. team that's getting screwed by the Knicks. No fours. No fours out there. But um, I think, you know, we, we've got issues like that in Utah. We've got issues like that mm-hmm. uh, in a few different spots. And so I'm... I feel as though they'll be able to to overcome uh, a lot of those things, but I understand the concerns. With, yeah, but with that's no why fear. that's why I went the under. But on to the Spurs, though we got a forty five and a half over under. Now we all agree on this one. Um, we hit the under. <laughs> we definitely hit the under. <laughs> and this is just probably bad because we've like again they they've they've been consistent. They've been making it. It's just here's what it is for me. They. They kind of got screwed in this whole Marcus Morris thing. They had to send out Bertans. Their shooting mm-hmm. from the power forward spot has departed. We know that they love to like the Marcus Aldridge mid range, uh, yeah. Rosen mid range. You know, you got Rudy Gay. You know, this is a team that took the fewest amount of three pointers last year. Now they may have it a high clip because you've got guys like Bryn Forbes. You got guys like Davis Bertans. The problem is, okay, is Bryn Forbes actually going to play now that you have Deontay Murray back who can't shoot from the outside? You've got rid of Bertans. How are you going to be able to re- replace that? Is it going to be Trey Lyles? Well, Trey Lyles isn't, isn't going to be shooting near the top of the league in three-point percentage. So when it comes to the shooting of this team and the, and the construction of this roster, I'm a bit nervous. I think they'll be really good defensively, but it's going to be really dependent on, all right, are you having Bryn Forbes going, going and shooting threes now? How are you going to make up for some of those for some of that lack of shooting? I'm, that's where I'm concerned here. I do love Deontay Murray. I think that he is someone who does make teams better. I just worry about this team because you do need some shooting around him, and I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah, and that's where I kind of see it. I kind of just look at losing valuable shooting. You got DeMar DeRozan another year there, LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge, I have more confidence in him in the Spurs system. LaMarcus Aldridge now than DeMar DeRozan. I really don't know why he, at this point, the Spurs kind of see who they have as a player. And I don't know if there's much else that they're going to get from that. And Giante Murray, right now they have him as a starter for ESPN Dev Chart. But in my mind, I think of it as like he's coming back. You might need to put him off the bench yeah. just so you can uh, have shooting. Yeah. And he's coming back from an injury, getting used to it. Yeah. Where you might have guys like Derek White and Patty Mills who are ready to play. But they want to get a guy like Giante Murray in there because of defense. But you have to give up a lot of shooting. So you got to pick. And those are just my concerns. I mean, this team and – I. I don't see much coming up. I mean, they got guys, obviously, Rudy Gay still there, Damari Carroll, Lonnie Walker. Yeah. We, we're going to see what we have in him, but I'm doubting what, what else they have behind there. Like, this might be a Spurs season. I know their streak ended up winning 50 games, but 
I just don't have that much confidence, and I see them going on the under. Yeah. Um, let's go to the Mavericks. Uh, we, mm. Ethan, and I agree here. We hit the under. Ethan had the under as a lock there. You hit the over. Yes, sir. Are you a believer in uh, in Luca and Kristaps? I am a believer in Luca and Kristaps. I think this is a team we're going to take wins away from the Spurs and the Blazers and these type of teams. Obviously, what we've seen from one Porzingis it's preseason. That's why I can't put any weight on preseason because preseason is everyone's at a different intensity level. You're playing against a lot of time scrubs in preseason, but I have confidence in who they and what they have with Delon Wright. The wing position, I am concerned. I don't know who are they going to put at the three right now. Here's they, here's here's the thing. Who who mm-hmm. like like you mentioned with the Rockets and their depth. Like who who is the third best player on this um, Mavericks team? Who's the fourth best player? Like we begin to say it, names like Seth. Seth Curry, um, maybe maybe it's uh, maybe it's Hardway. I, I don't know. Yeah, and like you kind of look at it, and that's my only concern. It's kind of like that death. But if they can get it where kind of do Luca and Porzingis on the court at all times, I think there's a possibility for this team to hit that over. And that's what I went with the over. But I see Ethan has him as a lock for the under. Yeah, he he's 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 he can't be thrilled about about their depth and supporting pieces. That's um, what, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And it's, you know, injury as well. Like, what, what if what if you load manage Chris Stapps? Then, you know, there it is. It's rough. All right. Um, Pelicans, you guys hit the under. I'm hitting the over. Why are you on the under? I just, anyway, we're starting off with, of course, we have the Zion injury, extended amount of time, and that might even make much of a difference, but I'm just worried about those type of issues there. Zion's going to be out. Um, you have a lot of new pieces in there. Yeah, you got a guy like uh, Drew Holiday who's still going to be there. You have veteran presence there. Uh, Gentry, he's going to know what to do. But just look at the pe- – I mean, maybe you have reason for me to think, all right, maybe it can go the other way. But even like I've, even you have guys like Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. I know these guys, J.J. Reddick coming in. I'm interested to see how those guys fit in and how they come and how they gel with each other and – I don't have much faith too in a Derek Favors right now as a projected center. Like I worry about that, and those are just some of my concerns. For the record, Derek Favors is not one of Ethan's concerns. That's not why he's concerned about this team. I'm not sure the reason why he's concerned about this team, um, because it see it would seem to me like everything they've done would make him uh, think that this is good. Maybe he's like, hey, it's a slight under. He just think that 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 number's too high. Getting to 40 wins yeah. is difficult. For me, I just see this team as one of the deepest teams in the entire NBA. Like, they probably have too many people. They probably should make a trade at some Mm -hmm. point. But I think that you've got enough pieces that uh, if you're Alvin Gentry and if Alvin Gentry can pull the strings, you can get the most out of every single person's minutes. You're not going to have prolonged minutes where, uh, you know, from Lonzo Ball, from Brandon Ingram, from from these players who, who do have some issues, like, you can mask some of those with the other people that you put them with. If, if they're careful, which I think that they will be, I think that they can find a good, a good, um, good enough, uh, flow and mesh within the, within their, uh, within their team that I think that they can do a bit more. I think that they're going to be as, you know, one of the more fun teams in the league, of course, but, uh, I think that they've got enough depth as well to withstand injuries. Like you got Zion going to be out at the beginning of the season, uh, as like kind of a precaution, like I think that they'll be able to handle most of those most of those things, and you got really good people all over all over the um, roster there. Uh, 
Let's go to the Kings. You and I are aligned here. We hit yes, the sir. over, and Ethan hit the under. Now the over under is a half, you know, thirty eight and a half. They won thirty nine last year, and they did make some moves. They they tried to bring in a new center. Like the reason why this could go bad, like the reason why this could go bad is because of the turmoil that seems to have already begun with Buddy Heald oh, and all this stuff. Like, I I don't know, oh. but like. This team, talent-wise, is essentially the same. Ethan's probably saying, well, maybe they'll have some, turno- um, some some more turmoil. And the West just got better, so maybe that means that they'll just drop. I just think with the young guys that they have making making incremental uh, steps forward or even leaps like you saw from uh, Fox last year, I think that does it. I mean, wh- wh- where, where are you at? And, and that's what I'm thinking. These kind of next leaps from Fox, I'm thinking Bagley's going to be even better. And Bagley's game... I know. Was it you who wasn't too high on Bagley? Yeah, the, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of anti-Bagley. Yeah, but I see it as where he's at. I'd rather have him at a, as a center. For me, he's a he's an NBA center, not a power forward. But I think he's gonna make another jump. Harrison Barnes fits right in. I mean, you have you have some signings like Deadman and Corey Joseph. I was like, eh, I don't know about some of those signings, but I think with the talent that they have, and I hope that situation Buddy gets resolved, because Buddy did have a solid, I mean, he did have a solid season. He did show a lot of improvement. I'll give you that. But he's solid. But I think those issues need to be resolved. But I think they can take some wins away from some of the other teams who may have been a little bit better than them last season. Yeah, and I mean, you have, you also have issues with, like, them saying, well, maybe we, we regret the Harrison Barnes extension. It's like, you you just did that. I mean, how are mm-hmm. you, you going to have regret right now? I mean, obviously, it's from the Buddy Heald thing. And so you have some issues in, in turmoil there. And this is a team that just has too many, like, people who are going to expect minutes. We have a few of those teams. We mentioned, um, all right, like, the Pelicans could be one of those teams. The Lakers are probably going to be one of those teams. Uh, the Knicks are already one of those teams. And, and so that that's kind of where we're at there. Uh, mm-hmm. The Timberwolves. Uh, 35 and a half over under Ethan and I hit the under there. Uh, we are not believers in Andrew Wiggins. We think uh, he, Ethan thinks that Carlton Towns is soft. Um, and, and we just were not a believer in what they have in their guards at the moment. Um, so uh, I'll tell you this. We don't like it. So I got a chance to go to the Timberwolves preseason game against the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Is that about 10 rolls up and watching it? I'm still a believer in Carl Anthony Towns. He was probably real aggressive. Not probably, but he was very aggressive against starters, against Miles Turner, Simonis. He did good. You guys, Andrew Wiggins, though, I don't think there's going to be any resolution to that. Nope. If I can tell you, Richard, how many times he dribbled, dribbled, did a 19-foot fadeaway jumper only to miss it, or did a transition three-point shot, horrible. But guys like Robert Covington, Jake Lehman, they do give me hope. Jarrett Culver... Very, very solid draft pick. But that backcourt, that'll be the only thing that make me waver my pick because Jeff T, I don't have as much confidence. I wish they would have kept Derrick Rose, but I know that probably wasn't going to happen after. And I'm sure you're happy that the Pistons picked him up as well. Yeah. But I think something needs to happen with Andrew Wiggins because what I saw from there, it was just not much was going on. But Carl Anthony Towns, I think he's still going to keep improving. And that's something where I kind of see it. All right, I think these guys are going to get to that win total that they need. Yep. Um, I, I'm not sure. It, this is close as well. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's, they, they, they could get there. Who knows? Um, it's just, I, this is more of me saying, I don't, I don't like what they've done. Um, all right. Okay. See you and Ethan hit the under, uh, and I mean, is it, is it just the fact that they're in tank mode probably? Yeah. That's what I'm feeling like tank mode. I could see Chris Paul being gone. 
pretty soon. And besides that, I look at some of the other pieces where you have Adams, Gallinari, Robertson, Che Gilgis, Alexander. I mean, this is a team that's very thin talent-wise, I feel like. Very so thin. I, th- I think it is that way once you get into the into the bench, and, and that, that's true. I just think you know, 32 wins is, is not very much. The Grizzlies got to 32 wins. Oh, hit the over last year. And I think it, they'll find it difficult to trade Chris Paul. Um, and oh, yeah, the only that way contract. that they'll do that is if they're playing, if they're, if they're playing well with Chris Paul, and he's showing that they that they are playing well. You have Gallinari, who's who's an NBA player, who they could trade at the deadline. For me, I just think that hey, this is a team that might like where things are going. They they don't want to do the full hinky because they don't want people to think that this is a place that no one likes and that everyone's bad. And and so they want. I think that eventually they just want to show that they're competent enough, and they'll play the lottery odds. They have enough picks that I think that they'll be okay if they are not the going for the worst team in in, in the league. And so I think this is a team that could get there. I just look and say, hey, like Memphis kind of fits that fits this mold, right? You've got a good point. You yeah. had a good point guard like you did last year. Now, obviously, the durability is much stronger with Conley, but it's basically that's what you had. And I think that, that they've got enough pieces, even if they make some trades at the deadline, that they, they could sneak up to about what the Grizzlies did last year. Let's go to yeah. the Phoenix Suns. And you, hit, you hit the under. I hit the under. No confidence. I know Ethan hit the over. And I'm trying to figure out his yeah. reason. 29 before. and a half wins. There's nothing here. to Any other sightings during, this, during the offseason, there's nothing there to make me believe that they're going to get to that to that win total for their over-under. That's what I'm going with the under. I think this team is going to get more than 19 wins, but up to 30 wins, I don't see it. Yeah, I, I mean, Ricky Rubio, does he do it? I don't know. That's I don't know. That's 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 where I'm just like they're really playing on Ricky Rubio solving all of our problems, and I I begin to struggle when it's like hey we expect one point guard signing one middling point guard signing to improve us ten wins like where 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 is that expectation for the Pistons I guess it's just because they had no one there, um but there there are a couple of teams that Ethan seems to have jumped on we'll, we'll get to the other team soon um the Memphis Grizzlies, uh you hit the over how come. I think, let me see, what was their, let me double check, their win total last year was 33. They won, I, they won 33, 33 games, I think they're 27.5 over under. For me, I have reason to believe that they're going to get to that over because based on what they have, of course, Aaron Jackson's going to take another jump. I like their team as they ended up the, as they ended the regular season. Honestly, the Brandon Clark and John Morant draft picks for me are very, very solid. That's why I think they can get to that point where they need to get to. But you and Ethan – are on the opposite side, and this is one of this is looks this is a lock for you for the under. So I'm interested to hear why the lock. It is. Here's why it's a lock a lock on the under for me. First of all, I think that all those things you said make them incredibly exciting. I think that they're going to be a really fun team to watch. I just think they're not going to get many wins. Here's the thing: their draft pick uh, this year is protected, top one through six. Well, guess what? The only way they're able to keep their draft pick is if they are either the worst team or the second worst team in the league. So, t- tank. T- it, it, this is this is literally the tank move here because they don't have enough teams. They don't. They, they, sorry, they don't have enough players to actually oh, do it yeah. to, to go forward here. They need one more before they can actually launch into the rebuild and be fine with giving that pick to Boston. So I think this is the year where they they begin taking it. Oh man, someone someone's got a tweaked ankle. We're gonna we're gonna sit you sit you out today. 
And this is you're gonna see a lot of that from the Grizzlies. Well, they tried really hard at the end of the last season. I think their incentives are really different, and they'll make the necessarily necessary moves from uh, the management perspective. But they don't need to be that bad, as we saw with the new lottery system. Now in the NBA, you don't need to be that horrible of a team to get a but really the, a good, it's good pick. true. It's true, but the only way to guarantee that you keep this pick is if you're one of the bottom two teams, worst two teams. You saw, you can see what happens with with teams if they, you know, if if you get unlucky in this, it's. While it is easier to get up top, like the way to guarantee it is to be one of the worst two teams. And so I am pro tank for the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's go to the East. <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks. All right. Uh, you and Ethan hit the over. You're feeling good about Giannis and, and, and everything else, Milwaukee, right? O- I mean, only you, concern, gotta... only, only concern I do have, I'll say this Malcolm Brogdon leaving. That, that's of a big concern. I mean, of course. As a Pacers fan, I'm happy, but for Milwaukee, I really like, all right, what's going to happen with that? And that could affect their over-under. But I do think you're running back a team, surrounding Giannis with shooters still. You have a lot of your core pieces there. I think they're still going to go ahead and make a fight for that over. But, Richard, you shouldn't be on the opposite side of it. I am. I'm under. I'm under 57.5 wins. Mm-hmm. I not that I, They're going to be one of the top two teams in the Eastern Conference. For me, I just, I don't know. I, I, I look at the loss of Brogdon. I look at the way that they've tried to fill it, and I'm I'm concerned with with what with I guess how things go. You begin to suffer some injuries, which of course we're we're, we're not predicting injuries here, but things could go south uh, for this team in a way where they're not the one seed, where they don't get to 60 wins again. Um, they very well could be the team that wins the most. Get gets those wins in the league. I just am hitting the under here. I think that um, again, this is me saying, "Man, I got a lot of green up at the top. I need to get some red." Um, where do I think we could get it? I'm going here with the Bucks. All right, fair enough. Now going down to the Sixers, though over under is 55. You and Ethan got the over. This is your lock, man. I'm not so high on the Sixers. I still think some of the issues from last year when it came to death are going to haunt them. And, yes, they got a Josh Richardson, Al Horford. Yes, I know they can put guys in and rotate the minutes in a way where you got maybe you got at least two of those guys. But, <sighs> Richard, I'm still not so high on this team. I think this, for me, is like a 53-54 win team. I think it's going to be barely under. Like, it's not going to be, like, massively under. I understand. But I'm going for the barely under. Give me the over because this defense is going to be phenomenal. Like, they've, they've got a lot of the issues that they had uh, rotationally. They've solved them. Like you've you've got Embiid sit, taking a seat. Guess what? You can slide Al Horford to the center, right? You've got uh, actual wing depth. Matisse Thybul is like one of my favorite. I wrote a piece on on him. Yeah, that 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 that, that, that was there for Ethan. There, he hates it when I say I wrote a piece. Um, I wrote an article for uh, on for Piston Power about Matisse Thybul. Why the Pistons should have drafted Matisse Thybul. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy with Sekou Domboya for the future. It's great. But Matisse Thybul is phenomenal. A great defender. He's gonna fit right in got Josh Richardson you have Ben Simmons this is a team that is a matchup nightmare for nearly every single team in the entire league and I think regular season wise you're not going to see as many of those issues now postseason wise maybe you could um, maybe that that will continue to be an issue regular season I think that they're going to night in and night out their defense is going to swarm and just destroy other teams all right that's fair enough Boston Celtics mm. you and Ethan hit the under I, I am 
very tentatively hitting, hitting the over. You, t- go ahead. And, I, I, uh, we have you have not learned your lesson from last year, man. Hitting the over with the Celtics is dangerous. I still think they got chemistry and team issues, and too many players want minutes, and they're not. I don't know how they're going to figure out that logjam that they have. There's no way they can start Brown, Tatum, and Hayward all together. They don't really have a four right now, in my opinion, and I'm immensely worried no, about true. that. And then a center, Cantor, Daniel Tice. Mm-mm. That's not gonna cut. Ta- I feel Time like... Lord, don't forget Time Lord. Oh boy, Robert I'm, Williams. Um, I still don't know. I'm still not confident in them. But go ahead. Why are you hitting the over? I here's why I'm hitting the over. I asked Keiko last night. I'm like Keiko, I don't know what to do with this team. I I I, I should hit the <laughs> under, but part of me is a little bit nervous. Like what 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 if Kyrie was just that destructive in the locker room? Let me just should I hit the over or the under? Keiko, Keiko told me to hit the over, so I'm hitting the over. All right, that was that was what it was. Team wife there. Um, so she, she told me that, and again, this is a team without a four. Thank you. The New York Knickerbockers. Um, I assume a trade will happen at some point in time that might even out this roster a little bit, but there you go. Elkin, I'm sorry. The Indiana Pacers are next. Ethan and I have both at the under. I hit the under as my lock and I know that's not going to be, you're not happy about that. Let me just tell you the over under and the win total from last year stay the same. Like it's been the same for the past couple of years. You're hitting the over. Obviously, you have to. You have to eat, uh, Elkin. Um, why am I dead wrong? I don't think I have to, but based on what I've seen with the chemistry that they have and the guys that they bring in fits the mode of what they're trying to do. A lot of people are worried, what type of start will this team have without a Victor Oladipo? Will they struggle out of the gate? I think with the pieces they have, they'll be a very respectable team playing 500 ball and not just five, not just floating around 500, but well above 500. And I see how well it meshes, too. And the players that they've been bringing up, the players they got coming off the bench, I've been impressed with what I've seen. But Richard convinced me why they're going to go under. Another team that does not actually have a four. You're playing a center at the four position. Oh, this definitely. Is, and so, again, blame, blame on the Knicks. Uh, I think Oladipo, like, this type of injury is not very common. Tony Parker is another person who had it. And uh, granted, he was older. But I just think that... Man, I, I just am unsure of when he's going to be back. I don't know if we really have a time frame on that. And when he does, what's he going to look like? Because yeah, and, and that's, my, Pacers, that's my concern. Yeah, and if you're a Pacers, you don't want to rush it. Like right now, timeline is end of December, early January. There was a point of rushing it. He's probably has done no conditioning because you got to yeah. stay off of that. Like yeah. if I'm the Pacers, like you might just bring him like very slowly back. And if you see yourself making like a major playoff push, bring him in March. Yeah. Bring him in a place like in March. Or April, but that then affects the over under at that point. Like a playoff push can be like, hey, we're trying to get the six or seven seed at mm-hmm. this point. That's what it could be. So that that that's why I'm hitting the under as a lock. I just am very nervous about Oladipo. But I will say, after going to the game on Tuesday, I'm a believer in Goga. I'm He's a, a mm-hmm. I'm a believer, believer in your other center. I'm a believer in our third center. We're the only team who's going <laughs> to bring out three centers. We're going to do the Pistons, like to play Josh oh, Smith at the three. The Please one several years ago. I'll say this. Probably right now the rumors are because Sabonis and the Pacers are far away from contract. He wants the four year eighty million. That's his start that's his starting point right now. Mm-hmm. They're not then he's not looking at anything else and I get it. I know that there's probably someone out there who's gonna who would want it. like if you become the restricted free agent, which I think the deadline is this Monday's tomorrow, the deadline yeah, is tomorrow. To, yeah. Someone's gonna I think someone's gonna offer him something that we're either gonna have to match or let him walk. Yep. So I could see I, I right. I think so as well. The Pacers have already already just gone out here in local media. The Pacers have already asked about trades, so they've already reached out to other teams. 
That's true. Um, All right. Moving on to the Raptors. 46. A defending champion. Uh, world champion. <sighs> Toronto Raptors. 46 wins. Obviously, lost Kawhi and all that, all that jazz. Uh, Ethan and I are not confident. We are of the mind that eh, if it begins to look a little bit shaky, let's sell off some pieces at the deadline and actually get something for him. We know Masai Ujiri. That's how that's how we think he's going to approach things. Maybe not Kyle Lowry, but maybe maybe in the Baca, maybe a Gasol. Uh, you know, maybe uh, some of those pieces. I am not confident in Stanley Johnson. Neither is Nick Nurse. If you heard any of the comments about uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson and Stanley Johnson, man, they were very not glowing. It was bad. Oh, man. What do you got? Why hitting the over? I haven't seen the over. I do have faith in the pieces that remain from last year's championship team. I look at the guys that they had, and I I think and I believe that this team will tell you to never underestimate the heart of a champion, Richard. But then I can also see this team starting off, and they're like 9 and nine and 17, and next thing we know, mm-hmm. it trade machine is just going off in Masai Jiri's office. Oh yeah, it's it, it, he's gonna have that tab open all all the time. It's just gonna be set 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 to open. But um, he got them the championship, so I get it. He got them the championship. It, he, he, I mean, he gave Kyle Lowry that contract. He like he's like, hey Kyle, here you go, kind of like rewarding him for being a piston. But I can see him at the same time. Like I gave you your money. I'm not gonna be afraid though to send you off to better with passion. the Lowry extension. With the Lowry extension, I think that they might hold on to him for the year. Maybe this off season mm-hmm. makes a little bit more sense to move him at that point. Um, yeah, perhaps. Uh, but this is the team that 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 has more pieces than just Lowry. You have Pascal yeah. Siakam, Max. You're holding on to him. Other you're than that, who knows? I can see I can see Marcus All or Serge Ibaka, one of those guys being gone. To tell the truth, those are, I, that's what I see happening. One Miami Heat. Two, oh, sorry. Yeah? Go ahead. I'm, I'm, no, you're fine. No, you're fine. No, I just say those two guys and like a Norman Powell. I think it's like yep. time to get those guys out. Time all to right. ship them off. Next Miami one, Heat. What, here we go. We all we all hit the over. Um, we're feeling confident there. It's just this is a team that had injuries last year, and yeah. Jimmy Butler bring bring him in. It, it's got to be worth about five five wins there. Obviously, Josh Richardson is a good player, but you know Jimmy Butler is is very good. If if they have relative health, I don't see why they can't win forty five. And Tyler Hero has been a solid rookie in my opinion. From what we've seen him, I think he's going to produce. I mean, you got a shooter. That's what you need. You need a shooter. I got like that. I like Point Winslow. Justice Winslow, Derek Jones Jr. I hope for him to make a step. Dion Waiters suspended. Suspended. I, I, Come I, on, I, Dion. I will know what happened, but at the end of the day, for me, I, I'm going with the over. I think this team is, like you said, healthier and better. Yep. And no Hassan Whiteside. And no Hassan Whiteside. There you go. Brooklyn Nets. I, um, oh, also we should mention Miami could have made it. Could, could make a trade partway through the year. Maybe they're a Chris Paul destination. That's what's been floated, but who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Brooklyn Nets. You hit the under. Ethan and I hit the over. I don't have faith in them right now, man. Just I still see this team being still going around 40-42 wins. I don't see like I know Kyrie is better, we want to say, than than D'Angelo Russell, but I don't know if he's that much better. I'm still gonna see him right around there. Like they might actually land for me, they might actually land right at forty three wins. Yeah, yeah, it depends. I think locker room stuff, like, are you really going to not give Jared Allen minutes? If you aren't, then I begin to feel more pessimistic. But, you know, you bring in, you bring in some other some other uh, guys, you know, uh, you have Torian Prince there now, and, and you know, you think Kyrie can, can get them some wins in, in this first year, you know. But mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe they, could, maybe they could be a team that has some turmoil. Maybe they kind of just do a repeat of last year, and they just barely miss. That could be it. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go to Orlando now. We yeah. all hit the under. They ran back like, the same team pretty much. 
they bring back the same team. They brought back someone else who, who they have already a logjam at that yeah. spot, at that position. They don't have a, a point guard. If Markel Fultz breaks out, okay, then I get it. But really, that's what we're banking on. And that's I'm not, not willing to bank on that. And the same stuff, like people are saying, preseason Markel, look what he's doing. The Sixers saw the same stuff from him. Like he was doing the same stuff. You remember like last year? They started year? him. Yeah. They were like, J.J. Redick, we're going to bench you. We're going to start Markel Fultz last year. It went bad. So it went really bad. And that's why. Same team, worse results. Yep. Detroit Pistons. Ethan, all of us hit the over. Ethan Detroit and I hit the lot. basketball. I think what we recognize is that Vegas just does not like Detroit. They, oh, yeah. There's not many people who are hitting, who are betting Detroit. But, I mean, come on. You, you were a 500 team last year. You mm-hmm. made improvements throughout the all the bench spots on the roster. I don't see – again, people do not recognize how bad Jose Calderon was. Oh, my and goodness. So, like when you go from that to a Derrick Rose – And Blake well, Griffin. It's, it's, it's to, to Melvin Frazier because yeah, we, Melvin, we've got Ish okay. Smith – we we have improvement on his Smith, but then we also our third point guard is actually a point guard and who should be in the league. And then I like you have of course Marquise Boris, but then Blake yep. Griffin. I'm still saying like Blake Griffin's game I think fits what you guys need, and I still think he's playing one of the best power forwards in the game right now. If you're hitting the under, it's because you don't believe in his health. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like I'm hitting the over. If he's healthy. Understand. If he's healthy, I'm hitting mm-hmm. the over. Yep. Atlanta Hawks. You and Ethan hit the over. I yes, hit the sir. under. Talk to me. I think just so obviously this surprised me. I think this is one of the teams that we had last year that actually hit the over, even though we had them mm-hmm. hit the under. I do like what John Collins gonna go. I like DeAndre Hunter draft pick, Cam Reddish draft pick, Trey Young. Only concern I have though, of course, Richard is this team is super young, and That's I am not. A, and I am not in love with that bringing in Evan Turner. I do not like that. And their bench. I mean, we got Jabari Parker in there, Damian Jones. I'm not too happy, but I still think Trey Young is gonna take a massive step with John Collins. And that's why I'm hitting the over. I I just it's the youth thing. Like, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna play too many young guys? I just it's a weird roster. You mentioned the the weird veterans. I I'm just unsure about that. That's my issue. Uh, Ethan hit the Chicago Bulls with I don't the strong that. over. I don't understand why that's a lock. I can understand like if he hits me with like the the over, but barely. But a straw one. So this is very similar in my eyes to his his pick of the Phoenix Suns going over and that is we had no point guard now we have someone who can play the point guard I'm sorry I don't think Thomas Sedaransky is worth all that granted you got Thad Young there that's fine added added depth up there but that's I don't know I just I look at this team and people are are really loving what they're doing I just I don't know if I see it I see improvements I'm just not sure if I'm seeing that level of of improvement with, with, with this overall roster. So this is where Ethan disagrees with both of us. And you know what? He, yeah, th- that's fine. We can we can have some disagreements. I just it's hard for me to make that argument um, personally. New York Knicks, what? the team that has all the power forwards. Someone had all the power forwards, and I think they're gonna be in the same spot. They should have a only guy, Julius Randle. For me, is worth it given multiple years. Everyone else, I should have just done one year. You get one year, you get one year, you get one year. We all get to be bad, and let's get a good draft pick. The, the, I, I can see them making a lot of trades because teams need power forwards, and so maybe maybe that's the move. I don't know. <laughs> they're what, playing the long game, they're Richard. Get. They're playing chess, no, they and we're all playing checkers. No, get it's, it's like, like that, that's the issue. It's, but for, for, for this team, I just I don't get it either. Like No one gets it, so we hit the under collectively there, and I think we'll be right. Uh, Washington Wizards, you and I hit mm, the over. I like Ethan it. hit the under. Here's the thing: what people don't recognize is the first um, 
in in the first 32 games when John Wall was there, mm-hmm. they were um, they were a team that won. Um, I think they were a 37 win percentage. By the end of the season, they bumped it up to 39. I don't think that they are incredibly as reliant. Granted, maybe maybe this is where Ethan's like, hey, Thomas Sedaransky is is huge, and perhaps that's the reason. Yeah, they got Ish Smith uh, in there, who's really a backup point guard. They're hoping Isaiah Thomas can do oh, something. Boy, they do have that. bad pieces, but here's the thing: Bradley Beal will be there for all 80, for for the entire season. He's not getting traded. I don't think it's possible for him to get traded with the way that the new extension is structured. Uh, not until the off season. So, I think that he is enough to get them above that win total. Cleveland. They have top <laughs> one through ten protected pick. Tankola, let's yeah, do it. They're ready to I do mean, it. This could be when we finally see Kevin Love getting shipped out. I think so too. Maybe he'll look nice and um and you can you can ship him out, but if he doesn't, then he's probably injured. And so I just think all of this leads to them being bad and hitting the under. They don't have really an incentive to be very good. We wait a year for that. Mm-hmm. And then finally the Charlotte Hornets. No talent. They Thirty-nine got... and forty-three. Ugh. Who do they have? They got no one. Who do they have? Nobody, not one, not one person that they got is Terry Rozier, <laughs> and that's, that's why it. I, I, I hit the under. This to me is gonna be. We all have the under. Yeah, the, them and Cleveland are gonna be fighting for the bottom spot in the East. Indeed, I mean maybe the next two, who knows? But like, Ooh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's it's those guys there, those guys there for sure. Um, and then Phoenix and in Memphis, those are probably gonna be your five worst teams, uh, this year in my eyes. Ooh. Well, well, Elkin, we made it through. Ethan was able to live vicariously through us today, and we will <laughs> see. We'll see how it goes. Um, Elkin, good talking with you. NBA season's right around the corner. It is this Tuesday. This Tuesday, we're excited about it here. Uh, we get to see a Zionless Pelicans eh. start the season. Eh. No one's happy about that. Nope. All right. Well, good talking with you. Hopefully, our over unders <laughs> do better than last. Oh.